Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. Sanctify ye a fast, call a solemn assembly. Gather the elders and all of the inhabitants of the land into the house of the Lord your God and cry unto the Lord. Joel chapter 1 verse 14. Has God called you to a fast? If so, then you know that there is immense spiritual power in fasting. The sacrificial obedience and physical cleansing of a fast brings forth great clarity in hearing and understanding the voice of God in your life as well as granting you a greater level of spiritual authority, bringing release, breakthrough, and miracle manifestations. Just how powerful and important is fasting? In Matthew chapter 17, verse 14, we read this, And when they, Jesus and his disciples, had come to the multitude, there came to him a certain man, kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is lunatic and sore vexed, and oftentimes he falleth into the fire, and oftentimes into the water. And I brought him to thy disciples, and they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither unto me. And Jesus rebuked the devil, and he departed out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Then came the disciples unto Jesus apart from the crowd, and said, Why could not we cast him out? And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, that if you have the faith as of a grain of mustard seed, ye shall be able to say unto these mountains, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall be removed, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Howbeit, this kind will not go out, except but by prayer and fasting. I find this very fascinating because that the expression of their faith had to come coupled with prayer and fasting. Jesus clearly states here that there are some spiritual battles that you cannot win except but through prayer and fasting. I would like also to point out that the NIV, the most commonly used Bible in the world today, and many other modern translations have completely omitted this verse, effectively removing people's knowledge of how to fight the enemy. And we wonder why people can't seem to overcome some of these strongholds that they are facing. Think about that for a second, that fasting is so powerful a force that the devil has actually put forth effort to have this tactic that God has given to you removed from many modern translations. Jesus himself said that some demonic strongholds cannot be overcome except through prayer and fasting. That's an undeniable testament to the purpose, power, and necessity of true God-ordained fasting. So we might ask ourselves a few questions today. For example, who should be fasting? 
In Matthew chapter 6, verses 16 through 18, we see Jesus giving instructions on fasting. He points out that if you do it to fit in, or for people to feel sorry for you, or for people to praise you, thinking that you are so much more holier than them, then God will not honor your fast. But if you do it with the right heart, doing it for God and not for show, then God will reward you for it. But notices that in his instructions, Jesus did not say, if you fast, as if to imply that it is optional, but rather he says, when you fast. Because fasting, according to scripture, is just as required and expected of you by God as prayer is. I can assure you of this, my friend, that there is not one righteous person in all of scripture that did not fast, many of them often. Likewise, there is not one righteous person alive today that God has not called to fast. The question is, are you listening? In Joel chapter 2 verse 12, we read this, Therefore also now saith the Lord, Turn ye even to me with all of your heart, and with fasting, and with weeping, and with mourning, and rend your heart, and not your garments, and turn unto the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and of great kindness, and is willing to repent of hard judgments. When a person sits for themselves with the Holy Spirit and reads, the scriptures, there is no denying the requirement, necessity, and power of fasting. Through fasting, Esther and all of the Israelites were saved. Nineveh was spared. Daniel received understanding. Paul received healing. And the possessed boy received deliverance. Even Jesus fasted. How can anyone believe the lie of the devil that we don't need to do it when even Christ, the Son of the living God, did so now that we are all a bit convicted for either not fasting enough or not at all, then one might ask, how do I know if God is calling me to a fast? Well, if you find yourself thinking, I wonder if I should fast, but you really don't want to, then the answer is yes. Because it's not your flesh putting that thought in your head. Because your flesh hates fasting as evidenced by your reluctance to want to do it. But you must. Because that's kind of the point in it. To crucify your flesh and bring it into subjection to the will of God and the leading of his Holy Spirit where all power and victory resides. And is made available to us. Those who truly believe. Second Corinthians chapter 10 verse 3 says this, For though we walk after the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down vain imaginations and every high thing that dare to exalt itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ, and having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience, 
once that your obedience is fulfilled. You see, the thing about fasting is that it puts the body, the flesh, the mind, the will, and the emotions into subjection. It shows God your seriousness and faith in the thing that you are praying or the revelation that you are seeking him for as Daniel did. It causes you to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit and to resist the devil that he might flee from you. In Isaiah chapter 58, verse 6, we read this for the words of God himself when he says, Is not this the fast that I have chosen for you? To loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, and to let the oppressed go free, that ye may break every yoke of bondage. There is nothing too hard for my Jesus, and truly nothing shall be impossible for those who believe him. Do you believe him in this, that sometimes it takes prayer and fasting? So, Lord, we pray today that you would convict us, Lord, if we lack in this, that you would speak clearly to us the things that you want us to lay down and how long you want us to do it. Because you see, my friend, there are many different fasts. In scripture, there were some who fasted all food. There were some who fasted food and water. There were some who fasted only certain things from their diet. And today, I think it's even a good thing to put away some time to fast the distractions of life, like social media, TV, internet, games, the phone, anything that your flesh longs for. Fasting is a way to learn, to tell it no. So Lord, we pray for discipline in the body of Christ. We pray for discipline in our own lives. Lord, we pray for clarity in the things that you want us to sacrifice. And we pray for boldness and strength of spirit to walk in obedience to it once we hear it. Oh Lord, speak clearly to your children because this is a season of prayer and fasting because our nation is being shaken. Our families are being broken. Let your church be awakened to the things that you have for them, Lord, but they're only going to walk into the greatness of it if they're obedient in prayer and fasting because they're not going to do it by the works of men's hands. They're not going to do it by the tools of the land or the multitude of their mighty men. They're only going to do it by grace from heaven. So Lord, let us show you our sincerity in seeking it through constant, continual, fervent prayer and fasting. Oh Lord, purify our heart and cleanse our hands that you, the God of righteousness, might be able to step in to our situation and our land and turn things around again. Lord, we've seen you do it throughout scripture. We've seen you do it throughout history. Nothing is too hard for you. You are the God of impossibilities. And so we thank you, Lord, for instruction. We thank you for confirmation. We thank you for trusting us with the fate of nations and generations. Oh, Lord, let us have the faith to walk in the fullness of the armaments that you have given us. Let us never do it for vainglory or for attention, 
Let us not fast for the things that we want for ourselves, Lord, because we know that it says in the book of James that you ask and you do not receive because you ask amiss to consume it upon your own lust. But let us fast in selflessness for the needs of others, Lord, because there are needs that need be met. There are deliverances. Oh, Lord, just like this man who came so desperate for his son, there are those who need a touch from the Holy One. So we petition you, God, with weeping, with prayer, with fasting, and with sincerity of heart, humbleness, and brokenness. And we know that you can do it. So let us lift up those names to you in our own lives, churches, and families. Let us lift up those who are over us as we are instructed in Scripture, our leadership and government, our ministers. Lord, that we might be able to stand with all boldness and authority and say, Lord, cast down the vain imaginations, the powers and principalities that dare exalt themselves and their agendas above you and your glory and your knowledge and all that is true in your word. Oh Lord, send your holy righteous armies out now to fight these battles as you did in the time of Daniel when he began his 21 days of fasting and prayed and petitioned and the angel of the Lord was sent out but a principality stood against him. But somehow or other Daniel's fast affected that battle. And you sent reinforcements to deliver him and to break through those powers over that territory. Oh Lord, you've done it before. Do it again. We come against manipulation and witchcraft and every vain imagination and every false exaltation. And we call for the God of Isaac, Abraham, Jacob, and Moses to do a mighty work in our nation. And Lord, let there be those out there, the Daniels, who are willing to sacrifice a little selfish lust and desire to show you their sincerity in this final hour. David often said that he humbled himself with prayer and with fasting. So Lord, we humble ourselves today. We don't have to understand it all. We just have to obey. We humble ourselves today, Lord. We don't know what else to do but to show our sincere hope in you. We humble ourselves today by grieving over the suffering of others that we know is coming. We humble ourselves today and recognize that only you can save us from it. Therefore, do we fast and pray and repent and ask you to forgive us. And redeem us from the curse that has come to devour us and all of the earth because of sin and selfishness. This message was brought to you by HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.